0: Welcome to Soul on the Rise podcast. This is your host, Kimberly Gomes, and this podcast is all about bringing you deep-diving conversations and artistic inspirations to help you rise into your full self, help you better understand your body, your mind, your soul, or your emotions, so you can show up as a little more you, a little more of the time. Because I'm on a journey of rising into a life that feels most me. And I want to connect with experts and artists whose work help people do exactly that. So I'm taking you along for the ride. Let's jump in. Welcome to Soul on the Rise. We have Mark Sanchez here today. Mark, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Super excited for this. Mark is one of my super close friends. And we've known each other for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you do amazing work in so many ways with the mind and the body and the soul and just integrating in so many different aspects mm. in your coaching work and bringing people to different spaces and retreats. So excited to have you here to learn more about what you do and talk about a lot of different things to help people get connected with themselves. And uh, so maybe to start, if you want to share how what kind of services you offer mm-hmm. these days and how how you're helping folks. In, the spect- in respect of coaching?
1: Sure. Uh, right now, uh, my coaching has evolved into lifestyle coaching. So looking at a, a person holistically, um, I started personal training in about 15 years ago and did a lot of commercial gym training work. So basically dealing with the body mm-hmm. and physical training. And as I grew, it started to be highlighted that It's not just about the body.
2: Mm.
1: And so over the last few years, what I coach people through now is their whole entire life, from their emotions to their belief systems to their worldviews and how they view themselves in the outside world to their food and how they have a relationship with their food to their creative outlets. Mm. So it really has evolved um, and I really enjoy working with the whole human Yes. Yeah. Versus just, I want bigger arms or I want, you know, a toned butt. Mm-hmm. And if you practice the things that I share and live in these ways and move your body every day, those things generally come with how you live reflects in how you look
2: mm-hmm.
1: typically.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and I know mean, before you've shared with me about the why and how underneath any change, mm-hmm. and I th- before... Maybe even we get into the why, you know, sometimes change when you coach with people, maybe there's like micro change and macro change.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there's like a, um, there's a mini, there's a mini whys, like, but then there's also the overarching, bigger, like all encompassing why that you do things for. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that overarching, you might have like a smaller why of like, well, I'm going to choose this food or choose this thing in my life because it's contributing to the bigger picture goal or objective or dream that I have.
2: Mm,
1: Um, So it's like, have you heard process goals? So you have like a process goal, which is like, okay, we're going to work on um, moving your body intentionally for 10 minutes a day for the next week. Mm. But that is a larger picture of, I want to get out of chronic pain that I have in my lower back Mm. because of an old injury. Right. So that's the big goal of like, I don't want to feel pain anymore. Yeah. But the process goal and the micro, what you're kind of alluding to is like, what steps do I need to do on a daily basis that's smaller bite-sized chunks Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to
1: get to out of pain? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so the why behind when folks come to you, helping them get to what's the why, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you know, it might be pain, that's obvious, Mm -hmm. but what are some other why's that you find you help people get into, understand more of that?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um. you know as a general theme what I find in people that I've worked with and the whys that come through is like I want to feel good mm. I want to move without pain
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to be vital and vibrant and and loving and kind and um, I want to show up for my kids and be healthy for my kids so I can play with my kids or my grandkids and I just want to live. But, you know, it kind of comes down to a general, I want to feel good. I want to be in alignment with my soul's purpose or grow closer towards those dreams or desires in that person. Um, And a lot of it is coming into that balance point where people just want to feel balanced all around Mm -hmm. in their mind, their body, and their soul. And with the world as it is and the challenges that we face, Mm -hmm. we get pulled away from those things so it's basically a path and um puzzle of organizing the pieces so that they're in align- alignment with their soul and their needs and desires in alignment with maybe their values of how they want to live their life so it's mm-hmm. basically coming into a balanced centered place
0: yeah yeah and all those That's pieces okay. uh, the, but and also the The method you talked about those six, five, four, three kind of speaks to all the different pieces of that. Can you explain Mm -hmm. what that is and how that kind of speaks to the why of why people spark change?
1: Cool. Yeah, totally. So you you asked me that question of like, um, how do I help people in, in their challenges as a health coach and a wellness coach? Um, and I've learned this six, four, three, two, one model from a mentor of mine, um, who I've never met, which is another kind of cool topic to go into, Mm -hmm. is when we're looking at who inspires us and who do we call mentors, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: sometimes you don't even need to meet meet the person,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Um, An old person that is no longer living could be a mentor to you. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it doesn't need to be a physical living person to still have potency in how you learn. But yeah, so uh, I studied and went and took education courses with a fellow named Paul Check, And he came up with this system of self-management. So that you can run everything in your life through these basic principles, and navigate any challenge, decision, choice, mm. like everything. And it's a six-four-three-two-one, and it starts with the six principles that every human in this world has to deal with. You have to sleep, you have nutrition, you have hydration, you have to breathe, you have to think, and you have to move, mm-hmm. like. Universal. All the essentials. <laughs> Universal, <Yeah. laughs> right? So within the six principles, you have, you know, concepts and things and basics to know in those categories. And then you move down into the four doctors, which is Dr. Diet, Dr. Happiness, mm-hmm. Dr. Quiet, and Dr. Movement, which, if you think about those six principles, it's basically those broken down into four categories. So you go from the four doctors, you go into the three choices, which would be optimal towards the dream, the goal or objective. You have indifferent, which means it keeps you in the same loop of what you're experiencing now. And then you have the suboptimal choice, which would take you further away from your goal dream. Mm. Um, so then you move from the three, you move down to the two, which is two forces, which is basically your yes or no, you're hot or you're cold your seed or sprout, male, female. And if you're thinking about the physiological state in the body, parasympathetic nervous system or the sympathetic nervous system. So it's kind of like the yin and the yang of Mm -hmm. life in Eastern philosophies, which is you have these two forces that are acting on your nervous system, that are acting on your body, your mind at all times. Mm -hmm. And knowing where you are on that spectrum can help you navigate should I go out tonight? Mm. Should I see this person today? Should I eat this food today? That's what you run it through. So you got the two forces that are acting on your life. And then you have the one dream goal or objective. And then if you don't have that clear, what I coach people is if you don't know what your why is, you don't know what you're working towards, what is your nightmare? What don't you want to happen? Mm. So in this case, you know, there's a way of thinking about fear and how a lot of people try to motivate other people through fear, right? It can be detrimental in a lot of ways of trying to motivate someone through like a fear scaring them kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or you can consciously use fear of like, you know, this genetic or like let's just say expression of alcoholism runs in my family. I don't want to be an alcoholic like my parents because my dad, for example, my dad was an alcoholic and beat my mom. I watched that happen. Yeah. I remember a long time ago in my journey of healing and personal training and wellness coaching, a person proposed this same exact 64321 to me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I do not want to be like my dad. Yeah. I do not want to be my, my partner. Yeah. I don't want to keep this violence going. So that nightmare was the actual compass that I needed to w- move away from. And then as I started to move away from that, what I found was then the dream became clear for me. But I needed something to, like, um, think about this. Like, you could either, or you could jump off a diving board or push off, like, the edge of the pool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to push away from something Mm -hmm. to find that space in the middle of the pool to then feel free enough of your surroundings to go, oh, I want to paint. Yeah. Right?
0: Because sometimes it's all, like, I feel like sometimes you're not clear on what you're reaching towards or the angle, but you do know this next step feels like feels resonant, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe one of that the next step might speak to one of those things that you said of different aspects of yourself that's a little more soul aligned.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can give you an example too if you if you want to.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be helpful.
1: Run it through of mm-hmm. of what would it be? So for example, and I'll use my personal story because it resonates. Is I had a health challenge at one point. And it took over my life. I had skin issues. I was just unstable in my mind. I couldn't think straight. And I had a really bum shoulder. Mm. I had an injury that I didn't take care of for 10 years and then it calcified and it got frozen to the point where I couldn't move it in a normal way. Pain every day. Oh, gosh. I could open a doorknob and open the doorknob wrong and it hurt (laughs) for days on end. Wow. Yeah. So being a dancer that I am, I wanted to dance again. So this, this, this whole time that I had 10 years of a frozen shoulder, I was already a dancer. I stopped dancing for the most part in that, in like this big chunk of time to where I was like, I am missing myself. Mm. I want to dance again.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm
1: a great dancer. I love it. It's my like prayer.
2: Yeah. I got
1: to get back. And so this moment came where I was like, I want to be a dancer. And that came to my consciousness. And there was a time when I was backpacking in the wilderness and I was with a friend and I thought to myself, I want to be strong enough and out of pain again. Because Actually, uh, quick sign up, my knees at the same time, my shoulder was bummed up. I thought I needed knee surgery because my knees were in chronic pain every day. I couldn't squat. Like, wow. They were insanely painful. Mm. I thought, I want to be able to climb mountains and climb to the top of a peak without pain. Yeah. And so those two dreams of mine came crystal clear at one moment. And I said, I have to get there. I'm in full body pain. I have skin issues. I'm unstable in my mind and my heart and my spirit. I can't seem to even like keep my business going. You know, it was like everything was just kind of feeling like it wasn't in alignment. I was having a hard time everywhere. Mm-hmm. What is this space? I need to get out of it. So that became my why. So then I knew my, what my whys were. I needed to be healthy and, and be able to move uh i was in a relationship at the time and my partner really loved to go out she loved to go to happy hours through the week she wanted to go to the dance club on the weekends and stay out till four in the morning and do that a couple nights a week so i go to the two, cho- two, cho- uh, two forces sorry so mm-hmm. from that dream then i was looking at the two forces and when my partner would come home and say hey let's go out. Let's go out and go party. Right. On Friday night, I had to be honest with myself, say, Hey, what's my dream? I want to be able to dance again. And I don't want to climb mountains.
2: Mm.
1: Now in the two forces, where am I at? Oh, I'm on burnout. Okay. I'm in burnout mode. My adrenals are shot. And my body's just breaking down. If I were to go out tonight, does that take me further away from my dream, closer to my dream or keep me in the same loop? It's actually taking me further away from my dream because I'm staying out late. I'm impacting my sleep and my hormones. Mm-hmm. I'm impacting my healing. Honest answer would be, don't go out. <laughs> yeah. Because the forces of, of my life were in the burnout stage. It wasn't balanced, right? Yeah. So I had to make that choice. So I would say no. So swipe that scenario out. Say the next um, choice came. And it was like, uh, what do you want for dinner? What should we eat? And I would have to think really hard about and say well i'm healing i would like to eat something healthy and i would like to eat something nourishing for my body so that i can repair my my tissues Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: then i would think she'd go oh let's go eat out let's go get a a burrito or something something Mm -hmm. fast and i'd say is this in alignment with my goal or dream okay i want to be able to climb mountains and dance again remember that hmm actually would you be open to going to the store and cooking up some broth, some healthy vegetable, you know, chicken broth so that I can help repair my gut and help repair my skin and help repair my joints. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, sure. That sounds OK. It's going to take a lot of work. But I'm like, I'd rather make that choice. It's in alignment with the goal of healing
2: mm-hmm. with
1: my food. Simple as that. So it's a small detail there. So I would literally run every choice I had to make through the two forces mm. um, if it's going to help me get out of burnout or not.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure when you first start that it probably seems you know it's a, it's a new muscle it probably feels arduous to that every time but then after a while that becomes you just get more in touch with your intuition I would feel like where mm-hmm. you're like what is my you know soul's a different word maybe some people resonate some but, but just like what your whole self needs mm-hmm. um and that intuitive yes maybe I'm I'm guessing that intuitive yes and that intuitive no gets a bit sh- stronger as you practice that method
1: great yeah totally yeah. exactly yeah and it gets stronger um, And it takes work. It takes courage in that way to see where you are, listen, be honest, and then express either to a partner, a loved one, a family member, or yourself. Mm-hmm. And then does get stronger. So yeah, great point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like one thing that's been coming up for me on the intuitive, yes, and just the whole body self um, movement, the amount of movement that we we participate in our lives and we we mm-hmm. prioritize. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit and the phrase that I've heard a bit is like movement diet, you know, just being aware of how much you move. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, you know, I went away on a trip to Baja and I was moving every day all the time. And it was such, whereas before, you know, sitting eight hours a day. And when you have those, those, uh, things that are just like sharply juxtaposed where you see what one day is like versus the other, you know, when I was on vacation mode versus when I went back to work, um, just saw how strange it was to sit for eight hours a day and that my body was like, absolutely not. Once I did it after (laughs) I was off for three weeks. And so getting really attuned to what does my whole self want instead of just, you know, this is the way it is. Like we sit for this long because this is what we're supposed to do versus like you're saying, you know, having health things illuminate where you're like my body is not happy in this way. Mm -hmm. And how can I prioritize going for a walk multiple walks throughout the day, Mm -hmm. you know, not just isolating movement in like before, you know, I would go in the gym in the morning and that's it. And then Mm -hmm. maybe a little later after work and then you're just crunched over sitting all day, which, you know, it's, it's a luxury for people to be able to have movement throughout the day. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just when you were saying that, it made me think of how movement in general, getting to our whole finding out, like just making sure that's a priority, um, as well. And I know that's something that you've, You're pretty passionate about of just moving, moving, (laughs) moving in all kinds of ways, moving all kinds of ways,
1: (laughs) which, which is, um, we'll get into too, as we climb up this ladder of six, four, three, two, one, we'll get into movement in a second about, Mm. and, uh, my perspective on movement and how I see it being a personal trainer, being a freaking gym rat where I would be in the gym all day long doing bicep curls and looking in the mirror and, you know, doing this whole gym scene, which is, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's its own thing, um, in a way. So, um, yeah, I'll take you up the ladder a little bit further and we'll get into the movement. Yeah. What's, what's, yeah.
0: what's on the ladder?
1: The ladder is the three, four, uh, we say three choices, sorry, mm-hmm. the two forces, uh, and the three choices. Yeah. And then the, uh, four doctors, oh, which is coming to yeah. that. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: we have Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Happiness and Dr. Movement. Mm. So if you visit these four doctors and I teach myself and I work, with these things in my own life currently is I have to sit, right? So every day I go, okay, what's doctor diet talking to me? Like, what does my body need? What do, what what is that doctor telling me? Mm -hmm. And if we can tune into where we are in either injury, um, stress level, sleep level, movement level, like all the things we talked about in the six, which we'll get to do is where am I at in this picture? is my life feel stressful right now? Does my life feel open right now? Mm. Where am I? Where am I at? Am I in Baja? You know, am I living in a place where fruit is abundant and, you know, fresh food Mm. or am I in a a desert food desert in the middle of, let's say the California Valley where it's all liquor stores? Mm -hmm. Um, What am I needing? And Dr. Diet says, how much food do you need? What kind of food do you need? Uh, Is it organic or not? Is it a fruit or a vegetable? Is it an animal or not an animal? Is it a fat? What does your body need? And learning those, it's all pointed at the one. So Dr. Diet is all the foods that you would want to get in your body to help nourish yourself So you can get back to the why, which was mine, was dancing and and mountain climbing. Mm, mm -hmm. It's that's tied to that. So every time I would choose this food, I would literally make this connection of like this soup right now is gonna get me to the dance floor. (laughs) Literally. Mm, It wasn't like I'm just gonna eat a meal. It was like this is like
0: the vision. This
1: is the vision. I have to put these two together. Mm -hmm. And I'll use that same connection between the Dr. Diet and the rest of the doctors. Dr. Quiet in our world we are fast-paced. We are bombarded by information. We're on the screens and watching Netflix and TV. We are constantly looking for a distraction to run from our thoughts and our feelings.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's a sad thing, and I've done it myself. Like So everything I say, just also know as a listener, and is used to, is yeah, I have been through the challenges myself, and mm-hmm. I speak to this. So when we're running from all these things, we distract. And so I say... In my perspective, we need time alone. We need time alone from a book even. Mm. We need time alone from even a podcast or a musical song on. Be with yourself. Yeah. Sit in silence for a while. And so Dr. Quiet says, how much alone time do you need away from your family, away from your kids, away from your grandparents, away from your parents for you and not anything else? Mm-hmm. So that you can sit back and say, okay, what am I doing? Is it in alignment? Am I doing something that's good for myself? What am I doing that's harmful to myself? And just have that time to think. Yeah. And so that's a big pillar there. And then again, it's all tied to mountain climbing and dancing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I getting enough time alone to be with myself to make the choices that I need and express outward into my environment or relationships that I need this to get to there?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a big pillar And then you get into Dr. so doctor, Diet Quiet Happiness is what makes you feel alive? What makes you feel juicy? Is -hmm. it painting? I know, Kim, you like to write music and poetry and Mm -hmm. dance and do these things and surf. Mm -hmm. Imagine your life without those. How would it feel?
0: Gray and dim. (laughs) And (laughs) dim, right?
1: Now, what if you sacrifice those things for your job? Or for a person or a relationship, how would that feel?
0: My stomach is like literally—it's <laughs> like hard no. You're like hard no. no. Full stop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> not soul answer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hand up. No. Please no. Right?
0: Yeah. It's visceral. Once you start getting in touch with it, it's like.
1: Hmm. You know. So that's your happiness. Yeah. Now, in our culture, as a broad theme, what have we done to that aspect, that doctor, in our own lives as a collective, as a general theme? Not everybody. I'm not blanket statement. Everybody. But generally, I've been in the same place too. I speak again from experience. I've given over my power and my happiness to somebody else or something else, mm-hmm. a job, my career, you name it, for the sake of those things being more important than my own true happiness.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: if I, for example, again, if um, I'll relate it back to, to my partnership I was in, um, it was like, hey, let's go out, right? And I wanted to paint, I wanted to be at home and do yoga and rehabilitate my shoulder. Dr. Um, Happiness said, um, I wanna paint and play the guitar. But my partnership was asking, hey, I wanna go out and party. I had to have a firm line of my why, Mm -hmm. my choices, where I was at on that three, um, the burnout and then the three choices to say, actually, I need to take care of this, so I would rather stay home and play music by myself to, rather than going out with you because that's it's what's making my soul happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I need to do that for my soul. And so just like you said in the earlier aspect, it was a muscle I had to really utilize.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then once I said yes to my happiness more, then the the balance and the vitality, I guess, in my soul started to come back where I was like, wow, I'm getting good at guitar. And like this feels really good to me. And that catalyzed and cascaded down to the, three choices down to the two forces and down to the one dream, more in alignment all the way across the board. Mm -hmm. So now I was in a resonant place. I was happy. Then I could operate in a better loving space with compassion for myself and others in that state. Yeah. So that's another big pillar. These four doctors are very, in my, the way I coach huge. Like this is like Mm -hmm. the bulk, you know? So taking care of your happiness and saying yes to those happiness things that you enjoy making space for those things is really important.
0: Yeah. And I, like one thing that I could kind of imagine would come up for some people is I feel like some people, you know, like myself, I feel very blessed where I have a very flexible life and schedule. I don't have mm-hmm. kids. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have a partner right now. I like mm-hmm. have a very I have my job's remote. I've kind of, cr- but I've cultivated a, a life because I, w- I wanted to have more flexibility like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, so my work is flexible, but I know some people, They're time bound by their job or things. So -hmm. when you're starting to create space for these, for these doctor voices to come in, or Mm -hmm. more of your, I guess for people who are more on the end of, they're working, they're still in the office even with the pandemic. Maybe they're working nine to five. Mm -hmm. How do you coach those kind of folks where it's a little hard to separate from? these forces that feel really binding of like, I got these, all these duties and I have this family, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. the, the, there's like these small steps Mm -hmm. um, that I think could be implemented. Um, yeah, I guess where do you start maybe with the small steps to get closer to those voices?
1: Great, great question. (laughs) It's, it's, It's a real challenge. It's a real deal thing that you deal with. And, um, I guess I, first I'll preface it by saying in my coaching, and I read a post on this the other day, which was saying, Coaching is different from, coaching is very specific in this way uh, of being, coaching is not personal training, it's not just dealing with the body, and really good coaches and really good people that do this, what they do, is it's not fun, it's not comfortable. Mm. So when I'm sitting with somebody and they tell me their life and I just sit with them and listen and say, okay, you're dealing with this and this challenges, and I listen to them speak, I listen to the words they use. I listen to what their body is saying, and I really listen and get a vibe, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Here comes the hard part. I'm not going to enable you or tell you something when you're asking for help, and you've given me a picture of a lot of challenges to just tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to call you up and ask you questions and shine light on things that you might be doing in your life right now that's taking you further away from this goal or whatever that person's goal was in a way that's loving kind and compassionate but you know I'm going to be honest with what with what I see mm-hmm. so for example i work and i have to do this and i have to do that and i have to do that mm-hmm. well you know if you look at psychology and the way we use language have to is something that will bind you up and close you up you don't have to do anything. You ch- you're you making a choice to do it. Now, tell me what you do after work. Well, I, I watch a few shows on, online. And uh, I have uh, some wine with some friends. And I do this and that and the other. Okay, so you watch TV and you have a few drinks with some close, close girlfriends. Amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People say, well, that's my happiness. Okay, I'll be real honest with you. You sitting down and watching a show for two hours, could you have spent that time moving your body for 20 minutes? Well, I guess I could have, but I'm working and I just need to, to take my mind off something. Mm-hmm. I would propose and I would ask you to look into it further. I think it might be more detrimental to your goal of watching two hours of TV. And it's, you're thinking you're getting a mind release and you think you're getting a mind uh, you know, uh, break off yeah. of thinking. But it's actually harming you more than it's doing you good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the honest answer, most of the time, watching TV, you could be better spent walking for twenty minutes, looking at the sunset for twenty minutes, sitting down in silence for twenty minutes, and you have an hour right there. All you did was a few basic things. Yeah, you did a little light stretch. You rolled your shoulders. You stared off into space, and you you know you sat in silence. Yeah, that was one hour of your time that you spent watching TV.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so. Um, it's not to poke holes is what I, is what I like to tell people. I'm not trying to poke holes in your life and your decisions and past judgment. This is not about judgment and shaming you, but it's getting real.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you spend a lot of time. So two hours, five times a week, you watched 10 hours of
2: TV. Mm-hmm. 10
1: hours goes a long ways when you're trying to rebuild your life yeah. and your health. Yeah. So, um, it's like, you can feel from that example, it's dynamic. It's, It's small steps. And I don't say, hey, you need to quit watching TV and come over here like the TV police. Mm -hmm. But again, are we? what's the message of your why? Are we clear enough? And then we make bite-sized steps. Hey, are you willing to? I noticed you told me this was your goal. I'm noticing this in what you tell me about your lifestyle. And I'm seeing this as potential detriment to those um, goals you have. Would you be willing to watch one hour of TV and take one hour of those and co-create a plan with me to get you in your body for an hour a day? Does Mm -hmm. that sound okay? Yeah, I can do that. I'm willing to do that. And then we have, again, a process goal. Mm. takes us closer to our main goal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that even could translate to folks, you know, situations where maybe time feels they just have more responsibilities with, like, kids and family and Mm -hmm. taking care of people. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's often where I hear... Um, it can feel when there's another human on the other side that feels like they're you're, you focusing on yourself. And I think, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. I hear this a lot in my woman friends who are moms or yeah, I think more in the maternal energy is they're just, it feels selfish to put time on themselves, mm-hmm. even if they are in a space where mentally or physically or emotionally, they, they need that more attention, but it's, just like so many other people need that attention. Mm -hmm. So even Mm -hmm. I guess I, for in those situations, I would imagine it would be more of just those like micro pauses. Like you were saying, like even the sunrise or sunset, like maybe just carving out a small chunk of time.
1: Totally. 10 minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like
0: the smallest little reset and then slowly those accumulate and make Mm -hmm. a difference.
1: Totally. And like, as you bring up the kids too, I've worked with so many, so many parents and, being, you know, I sp- and I speak not having kids, so mm-hmm. uh, as a listener, please know that I don't have kids. But I've seen and I've watched parents with kids, and I watch other parents with kids, and how they, they could have same almost picture of stress and job and um finances and schedules and meetings and the full gamut of of what a parent has to deal with raising a child, working. I've watched two separate. Kind of groups do this parenting thing, Mm. and been like, whoa, this family over here and these parents, and again, no judgment, but just as observation, are having a very hard time. Mm. Their health is uh, compromised. Their stress levels ah, off the roofs. And then I turn over here and I watch this couple and I go, whoa, their energy is really good. They're not snapping at their kids. Um, They're moving. And I would had to look at what was happening and it's a perspective. Mm. Okay. And it really comes down to how you see your challenges and how you see your life. Because I'll take it to this right here is one family and parents could be like, oh my God, I don't have enough time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, again, I'll take it to language. Language is very, it's a spell, if you were to think about it this way. It's its literally, you are making your reality true by saying that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Again, what I just said in this last example, oh, I don't have time. What would you spend your time doing? Well, I watched TV for two hours and I did this over here and I was on Instagram and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Shit, you spent two hours doing something. You are now... You have time, right? That old saying, everybody gets 24 hours, Mm -hmm. right? So what I watched in the two examples of the two parents, um, one family might member on one side over here, the parents might say, I need to go to the gym, okay? Well, what does going to the gym entail? It entails a 20-minute drive, both to and there, that's 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, it takes time to change, 10-10. Now you're at 50-60, you're at an hour just in travel and change. And then you worked out for 30 minutes to a 45, maybe an hour. That's two hours. Then you drove back another 20 minutes. So you you literally spent two hours going to the gym.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: compartmentalized your life by thinking you need to go to the gym to work out. Whereas I watched the other family and the parents, and they did their workout in their living room, and their kids are climbing all over them, and the kids are playing, and their toddlers are like, you know, their little, little babies, and they're, but they're still doing their workout and they're having fun with the kids and they're putting the kids on their shoulders and doing squats. You've seen many videos online mm-hmm. of this beautiful thing, right? The other parents didn't compartmentalize and they made their life a synergistic dance mm. of time. So it's not, and I, for example, I would take it to this word excuse. It's not an excuse that the parent's making, on the first family that's saying, I don't have enough time. It's not an excuse. It's a mindset. It's a perspective. Mm. Are you seeing your life as compartmentalized boxes that you need to check off? Or are you seeing your life as in flow as an ever changing and dynamic and that you can add in movement. And guess what? Your kid until they're seven is learning everything from you. They don't learn by what you tell them. They learn by what you do. So when that family in the, in the on this other side is doing all this movement. Guess what? That kid's going, Oh, it's normal to move wherever I'm at. It's normal to, to climb and and get down on my hands and knees and and stretch my back when I feel tight Mm -hmm. and get up and do whatever that kid is picking up those cues Mm -hmm. to say life isn't compartmentalized. Life is dynamic. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that as a listener, you get a a sense of that picture I'm painted. Mm
0: -hmm. It's how
1: you think about your life. Yeah, and it's getting into the language and getting into self-reflection again, as a, as a being and saying. Okay, what am I saying I have to do versus what is actually there for me?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Could make the world of a difference.
0: Yeah, those especially visualizing both families. I think that's super helpful to mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. and I really liked how you spoke about the integration and just the dynamic dance, which mm-hmm. made me think about you know, Dr. Happiness, as you were talking about it, prioritizing joy and pleasure and play in mm-hmm. our life. As I think, especially when we're talking about these visions, which sometimes they can feel really serious. Like I I was rehabbing my knee after surgery for a year and a half and I had the same thing as like I had a vision mm-hmm. to get clear. And sometimes you're doing these things that you know aren't going to get you there, but it all can feel very serious and like mm-hmm. regimented in mm-hmm. some ways. Mm-hmm. So amidst that, I feel like, making play just part and play i think like as adults we don't really mm. think about it much like play for a lot of adults i feel like it's partying and drinking mm-hmm. but for me and I know for you dance mm-hmm. is something that is accessible to everyone everywhere you know music is accessible everywhere and that's something that i've started to integrate in my life a ton mm-hmm. especially since moving to santa cruz and dipping into a static dance and just like bringing dance into my living room more. And when I was healing and couldn't really like walk or definitely couldn't go on a hike, Mm -hmm. like even just dancing with my upper body, you know? So just like finding play. Um, so in maybe if we can kind of shift and talk about, yeah, like how dance and movement Mm -hmm. has how you also work with folks in the dance space. Yeah. Um, And how, how that kind of, mm, yeah, I guess how dance maybe can be a means to kind of tap into different parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and because for me, it can be kind of like a prayer thing. And I know you mentioned it as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So kind of, it doesn't always have to be working out. It could be something fun like Mm -hmm. dance or hula hooping or whatever your thing, like movement just to move can be something that's joyful.
1: Yes. Totally. Uh, Yeah. I love that. And it's. we'll finish it up because you asked this question about kind of, or just guiding me into this topic of movement, which was the last doctor.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So perfect timing. So Mm -hmm.
1: um, doctor movement, it's specific to what kind of movements do you need to support yourself through to get to your goal or your dream? Uh, How much of it? Um, Yeah. is kind of like a general theme. So quick example, I'll give you this. A person just wants to live vital with minimal pain and just chill. Like they read, they cook, they want to go for some hikes. That person's movement diet doesn't need to be CrossFit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right? So their their movement could literally just be some body weight squats and a few core exercises in the you know the comfort of their home and um, maybe some hanging from a pull up bar, and that's it. And, and some like basic movements. Mm-hmm. That's going to support their life of just basic general, general like walking. It's really hiking is walking, right? So yeah, they don't need a big picture. But if I was working with an athlete that was striving to enter the Olympics, what would that take? It would take a regimen. It would take specific movements to build muscle and get strong and fast and explosive, right? So the movement diet. For every individual is completely unique in the way that it's like your thumbprint; it's it's unique. The and way. last thing I'll say for movement is it's not that serious. Like you're saying <laughs> yeah. like move your body, yeah. move it more than you do sit, like yeah. you're saying, and and just move it and integrate your movement into your daily life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll go outside and I'll see a rail, and I'll think that's a you know I'll I'll check the rail like a handrail, right, at mm-hmm. like maybe the the park, and I'll go okay, that's not super high. I could get on there with my, my, my shoes and my feet and walk across the rail, like a balance beam. And I know if I have to fall off, it's a foot off the ground. I could just jump right off and be safe. I'll get on that rail and walk down the rail for 20 yards. And then I'll go on to my day. Mm-hmm. That was just part of my walk. So your movement doesn't need to be again, separated. It just integrated. Yeah. If you see a, a straight monkey bar, for example, I'll take you to the kids thing in the families. If you're at the playground with your kids, hang off those monkey bars like your kid. (laughs) Because here's two birds with one stone. Your kid is now learning that you are still a kid.
2: Mm.
1: They're watching you hang off those bars just like they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you're reinforcing, yes, this is good because I'm doing it and you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is you're connecting with your child in a different way versus, okay, kid, go play over there while mommy or daddy sits right here. Why don't I just join the kid and do the thing with my kid?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's, like I just said, there's three benefits from that. There's more.
2: Yeah, I
1: could t- I could talk to you about hanging off the monkey bars with your kid helps your shoulder girdle and helps you helps your neck get out of neck pain and lengthens the spinal vertebrae in your lower back to help you have more or I mean less pain. Mm-hmm. I mean the lift goes on of benefits of just a simple task of integrating hanging off a monkey bar with your child.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> really. Yeah.
0: That's true. And not that serious,
1: you know? Yeah. mm -hmm. I'll throw another one out there. Stillness is still movement. Okay. If I have you, Kim, and I'm like, we're going to do some movement and I have you sit still. And you, you might think I asked for movement, (laughs) dude, like you're my, you're my coach. And I thought we're supposed to be doing movement Mm -hmm. and i would propose to you. Well, if I have you sit still, guess what's going to start moving around like crazy. Your mind, you got it. Your mind is going to go nuts. You're gonna to wanna to fidget and move and like wanna get out. So that's one movement that's happening. What's the other movement that's happening? Your breath, the movement of your blood, the movement of the energy up your spine. That's all movement in the body that if we don't tap in and move that subtle energy in our bodies, gets what starts to get stagnant. The heart, the mind mm-hmm. starts to get a little rigid, which is another concept we will take you to, is the macro, the big movement workout, you know spin class crossfit thing that's the big thing th- for the movement but the subtle energy if we haven't taken care of that that's what's going to start causing all these kind of mind challenges and dysfunctions mm-hmm. keeping you away from the even bigger movements of let's say like a climbing a mountain or something
0: yeah yeah i think breath like that's one that i feel like if you just pay attention to your breath if you make that the focus for the week, just that one thing, just noticing when you're breathing from your belly deeply, when you stop, when you're breathing short, what, why, like if you, who you're around when you start breathing short,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who you're around when you start breathing deeper, like what situations are you in a meeting? Are you talking to a certain person in your life? Like I started doing that last couple of months and just that alone, one, it makes you breathe deeper. So it makes you calm down, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of different scenarios, but I feel like it could also be so an illuminating tool to figure out so many, what, what's resonant in your life. Like what maybe where there's some tension, you know, just so just even just focusing on the breath alone is such a powerful one. That's like a whole,
1: that's a whole thing in itself. Yeah, yeah,
0: it really is. Yeah. And just like the basics in terms of, I've been doing a meditation teacher training and they're talking about just like like the belly breath is something that's just like a small one to integrate where you just, mm-hmm focus on breathing into your belly exhaling where your belly goes into your spine yes um yeah is that kind of thing something that maybe is a intro space to start for folks
1: basic yes i would say that just one thing just sitting with your breath um there's a lot of uh eastern like martial arts that basically like say just inhale exhale like literally just do sit with yourself and say inhale i'm exhaling
2: Mm, yeah (laughs) i'm
1: inhaling and i'm exhaling start there
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: like the eastern, like say you're training with like a kung fu master, right? And you would say, "Teach me all the ways, master. Teach me, teach me the things." And the master says, "Go get water, please, from the well." Okay, What is that task given to you when you just ask the master, "Tell me all you know, master?" And the master says, "Go get water." It's that concept which I take to this breathing thing or any small. Um, practice that I invite people to do. How challenging was it for you, Kim, to practice your breathing or just like pay attention to it on a daily basis? Did that take effort?
0: Mindfulness, but not, it wasn't like not painful effort. Just takes a little bit of effort.
1: Takes a little bit of effort, right? Yeah. Did it seem like a struggle, like you were conscious of your breath sporadically and then start to get more and more aware as you started to do it more? Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that one thing, literally, I would just say, do this one thing and then come back to me in the next session and the next week. And let's check in about that one thing that I asked you to do
2: mm-hmm. that we
1: co-created together as something to practice. And then I come back and they say, how, well, how's your breathing going? Have you played with that? Oh, no, I totally forgot. I've been so busy. I've been da-da-da-da-da. Okay, I hear you. I totally resonate with you. I know how challenging it is for that. But let me ask you this. Were you driving today? Yeah. Okay. How long did you drive? Well I sat in traffic for two hours because I had to drive hour and hour and a half here. Hmm. Could I propose that that was two hours that you had that you could channel and tap into your breathing? Sitting in <laughs> traffic in a car. Well, I guess I could have. Oh you're right. Yeah, I could've. So here's that other tie in. It's integrated.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not like a separated time where it's you're not sitting a separated and time. Focus on your breath. Yeah. I mean, I've
1: done breath work in the car to the point where I was like just practicing my um, deep breathing. I was practicing different breath works in the car mm-hmm. all while sitting in traffic. And I didn't have to go home and say, Hey partner, um, you know, I can't connect with you right now because I got to sit down for my breath work. Mm-hmm. I already got it in the car.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah. got it on the BART train.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the integrating thing. Mm-hmm. And I think also just as an emotional regulator to like how I've been using it. If I notice that I'm tense or uncomfortable in a situation, mm-hmm as a means to feel better, I'll just, what's happening with my breath, just breathe a little deeper for a second to see what happens. And usually it's like, ooh, grounded back in myself, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, breath is powerful, for sure.
1: And before people, you might be experienced as a listener going, oh yeah, I do breath work, I've taken my yoga classes and I practice this thing. You don't need to do this breath work practice. Like I said, a separate thing. Um, Just remember, you need breath for life and, Mm -hmm. if you think about that every day it's a lot easier and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it doesn't have to be this big thing yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah breathing into i think it's such a good metaphor too to all the different aspects you talked about in that model of just breathing into all these different spaces you know Mm -hmm. dr happiness dr movement like different parts of yourself Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that was a great journey that you took Mm -hmm. us on in terms Mm -hmm. of the different understanding different aspects of ourselves and Mm -hmm all coming to that why you mm-hmm, know that main vision mm-hmm, Yep. and if you don't have a vision at least maybe starting with the nightmare of like what you don't want to walk into and maybe that creates the vision to yep. work towards Yep. um so thank you yeah you're welcome that yeah. was beautiful and just the last question i'm curious about is i'm asking this to everyone one mm-hmm. book that has sparked something for you mm-hmm. that's kind of stayed with you a bit Mm -hmm. you like to share with folks
1: I mean the one that's standing out right now is was called the way of the superior man Mm -hmm. which was uh, a book about uh, wholeness as a man which Mm -hmm. I really read when I was like 18 Mm -hmm. which was really influential on um, all the things that you know we deal with like uh, our minds our sexuality uh, our communication um, our purpose so that was really a, a driving book that like really sparked like, this, oh, I'm not just this dude that's just going to follow this dude path and like
2: mm-hmm. be
1: stuck in this dude thing. It was like, no, you can like grow into uh, and be spiritual and be a man and be loving and be kind and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be so hard. It was yes. kind of the thing I got from it. You don't have to hold this closed container of emotion and not let anything out and not cry and... So it was really potent in the way that I connected to my emotions and things like that. So that was really powerful.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> important. I think every man should probably read that, and every <laughs> woman should probably be aware of that as totally, well. As yeah. we know how to support mm-hmm. men in our life.
1: Totally. Uh, and another book that I would recommend, um, as it relates to this kind of uh, conversation we had, was uh, my mentor, who I mentioned in the beginning, mm. Paul Czech. It's called How to Eat and How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Mm. And it covers everything we talked about today. Mm. This, uh, the principles, it covers assessments for yourself that you can answer questionnaires. It gives you exercises and stretches and programs and teaches you about diet, teaches you about how to calm your mind. It teaches you about the spinal system and your musculoskeletal system and your energetic pathways in the body. Mm. It's fully comprehensive. I read that book once on a lunch break front cover. I just ran through it. And then I picked it up years later. Um, and I opened it up. Um, Oh my God, this dude put a lot in this book. That book is 30 years of his research and his study as a holistic um, practitioner in that book. Oh wow. And his advice, which we can kind of end on this is he invites his students to live this book how to eat, move, and be healthy, and the principles that he teaches the four doctors for a minimum of two years in your life, Mm. and then come back and say, what challenges and health challenges do I have in my life? Mm. Whether it be mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. And I can guarantee you, if you live these principles and you follow them and you practice them and you try to implement them, that most, 90% of your challenges in health, mind, body, and soul can be alleviated or reversed or completely removed from your daily daily mm. life and i i thought wow two years do this gave me but reality think about it does health come in a month Mm-mm, does yeah. your lifestyle change in two months no it takes practice and it takes dedication and time and in our culture today we don't do that very well we want instant result instant gratification instant this insta pot mm-hmm. you know everything's got to <laughs> yeah. be instant don't give me the three-hour podcast. Give me the fifteen-minute podcast, and mm-hmm. I understand it. But I would call everybody that's listening. If you would have that kind of mindset of, oh, I don't have that much time, to just ask yourself, do I, mm-hmm. or am I saying this just to say it?
0: Yeah, great. Yeah. Love that. So, a... how
1: to eat and be healthy is really great book.
0: Okay, yeah, two good ones to <laughs> dive into. Yeah, and then in terms of how folks can stay stay in touch with you, so you, I know you offer coaching. Mm-hmm. Your coach too so people can connect with you there you're also doing retreats and adventure you want to talk about some of the other offerings that are coming up
1: sure so my main thing i did for a while was wellness coaching in san francisco bay area for 10 years and my instagram you can get a hold of me there is the best way to just kind of check out what i do is soul movement coaching s-o-u-l-m-v-m-n-t coaching that's my handle no vowels Uh, You can just get a vibe for what I do and the perspectives just by how I live. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second thing was the retreat. So yeah, uh, one of my passions is dancing. I've been dancing for 20 years is to bring people into the bodies through dance and connection and sharing space together and moving our bodies and getting into the body and out of the mind. And so I'll be hosting a retreat this year come June, end of June, June 22nd through the 26th uh, will be my second retreat and it'll be... Um, three days of dance and creativity and live music. I'm going to have a live music show. Um, The place where I live is where I'll be hosting it. It's a 10-acre beautiful farm in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada Mountains close to Yosemite, Mm -hmm. so it's very beautiful. We have a pond in the middle of the the retreat space. We have 150 fruit trees. We have two greenhouses. We have 20 60-foot garden beds. Mm -hmm. We have a double-decker sauna. We have a stage, outdoor kitchen, and plenty of wildlife and bugs and dragonflies and blue heron birds and geese and
2: mm-hmm.
1: amazing wildlife flowing through there. So, my dream has been to bring people together around dance and creativity that's focused around connection, healing, and growth individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming up June 22nd. So, you can check that out at soul movement retreat. This one is spelled with vowels. <laughs> so Soul Movement M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T retreat.com. And you can also go to Soul Movement Retreat on Instagram and check out the page there. And that'll come in June. So I'm looking forward to having people get inspired and coming, sharing. And yeah. Oh, the other key, let I me mean, I can't forget this, is mm-hmm. the other key component of that retreat is that it's farm to table food. Mm. So I'm a big proponent of yes. like healthy, organic food grown with love. Um, so every meal that you're going to eat there is prepared by either me or uh, my friends that I live with that are just passionate about feeding people really good. And, you know, if you think healthy food has got to be bland, like chicken breast with no seasoning on it or some dry broccoli, Mm -hmm. you can eat really healthy food that tastes amazingly, that'll blow your mind, um, is what we're creating out there. So that's another, um, very key pillar for me is really organic food. Yes. So connection, good food, time to get away from the cities, and connect. So it's mm. a beautiful, Sounds beautiful like dream. A
0: beautiful retreat. It is, yes. yes. All right. Anything else you yeah, want to share? Yeah, and the...
1: the th- oh, no. Well, we can talk about it at the time. What was the third? Was it the wilderness a- adventuring? So
0: Yeah. No, let's share yeah, yeah. about that.
1: So another dream of mine that I'm working through with my 64321, mm. I'm working through this, is bringing... A wilderness I'm calling it adventure wellness guiding. So if you're out there and you want to get in touch with me to get out in the woods, but you don't know how, uh, I've been backpacking for a number of years, for like 10 years of taking people into wild places that have waterfalls and they have hot springs and they have um, vistas that would just awe-inspire you. Have to, I've yeah, taken I've personally new- <laughs> benefit from this, yeah. Epic places. But we went to see some epic, beautiful places that yeah. reminds you of the humanness and our connection to this vast, awe-inspiring, beautiful planet that we live on. Mm-hmm. Um, will be a dream of weaving all these principles that we talked about of dance, creativity, lifestyle management, and like cultivation of lifestyles and perspectives, um, all in a place that you can think, you can hear. You can listen because it's not fast paced. You just didn't get out of a car and then go to a training session. It's like we have days to talk and be in communion with each other and talk about things. So mm-hmm. we can go on a big mile, a big hike for 10 miles and sit around a campfire and share our hearts. And when we're in that space of wilderness out from our daily lives, the heart comes out. It'll come out. And the person might say, Oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this in my life. And then we can hear each other. And then when we get into the discussions around diet, lifestyle choices, integration, that as a participant, you can hear the advice and wisdom that might be shared between you and I and vice versa from the person to me. And we can all learn from each other in the natural state of being that I think we're missing Mm -hmm. because we're in cities and bustling and hustling around. Yeah. So a dream is called adventure wellness guiding. So that'll be coming out soon. And it'll be all tied in with the soul movement retreat. Perfect. Vibe. So people
0: follow you there. They they're can gonna follow me the there.
1: You're going to get the info there. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Lots of good stuff coming. Yes. Excited, excited. for you. Excited for people <laughs> who are going to find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of this fruitful wisdom. And yeah, I think I'm personally inspired and I know other people will be too. So, yeah.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I mean, and, nice. you know, nice. as our friendships grown and, I remember when I met you, you were walking around with a cane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I met you right after surgery. And
1: you were like, I'm doing this and to you know, to see you we've talked about this, but to see as a listener, to see Kim go through her challenges of a knee injury, how her knee injury catalyzed the integration, mm-hmm. catalyzed the emotional healing that you've been doing mm-hmm. and it's beautiful to see to see you on instagram doing <laughs> rock workouts on a beach instead of in a gym is beautiful it's it's, it's like really remarkable to see so um if you know kim and you know her beauty and what she's doing in the world with her poetry and her art mm. it's all what we're doing so follow her give her Thank give her some know. support and love and we're having fun we're yeah. building the life we want to see and We're inspiring each other,
2: so yeah, thank you, Kim. It means a lot.
0: (laughs) Frontiers to (laughs) eyes. Oh, this is special. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Mark. You're welcome. (laughs) Be well. Thank you so much for joining for another episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and if it sparks something in you, share it with a friend. Rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It takes a village to raise a child and this is still a little baby, so I appreciate you. And I hope you have a beautiful day.